Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. The jazz session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every single episode of this show, if you can believe that, is available for free at thejazzsession.com. You'll also be able to find the most recent episodes in iTunes, whatever that is, and also using an RSS reader. And the links for all of those things are at thejazzsession.com. <laughs> and, you know, just, uh, just thinking about it, you know what else is there? There's a button you can push and become a member. What a great technological age we're living in where you can push a button and give me money. I have to say I approve. That has my wholehearted support. The idea is this. The 300th show is fewer than three dozen shows away. In fact, it's about, I don't know, about 30 shows away. And the idea is to get 100 members by the time that 300th show rolls around because that will make the show financially viable enough for me to continue to do it. Therefore, not to put too fine a point on it, it is time for you to cough up. That's really what this situation requires. It is for you to go to thejazzsession.com and become a member. Many, 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 many of you listen to every one of these shows, and many of you comment on how much you love them, and you send me nice notes, and you retweet things for me, and all that good stuff. And that is all wonderful and lovely, and I couldn't live without it. But it is also quite true. <laughs> that I can't make it without your financial support. Uh, so please, 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 please go to thejazzsession.com and uh, look on the left side for the little button that says join, or you can also look along the, the top menu bar and it says join there too, and become a member if you would, because that is what is going to keep this show going far into the future. And by far into the future, I mean eternally. I expect the Jazz Session to, to never go and at the same time to somehow grant me immortality. So please do that. And let's put that science to the test. Thanks to the Respect Sextet, they are online at respectsextet.com, and they've got a ton of great records. And if you want my advice, and I imagine that you do, you should just go buy them all. That's what I would do. They have a recent record called Farcical Built for Six, which is quite lovely, and an album of the music of Sun Ra and Stockhausen, given their own particular spin, and albums of original music before that. And they have a forthcoming live record, so you're going to want to go to respectsextet.com just to keep tabs on what's happening. And they're also uh, often performing around town in New York and other places. So go check them out, respectsextet.com. And while you're online, visit twitter.com slash Dave Vrabel, V-R-A-B-E-L. Dave's the guy who designed the show's logo and made things look so nice. And he is also very funny, and you'll always get a chuckle if you follow him on Twitter. Are those all the announcements I have for you? I think they probably are. Oh, uh, if you are on the Facebook group for the Jazz Session, Facebook groups are going the way of the dodo because, uh, at least the, the kind that currently exists, because they're really useful. And uh, eventually that contravenes Facebook's terms of service. So what I would recommend that you do is go to thejazzsession.com, and at the, along the top you'll see mailing list. And that is my actual email mailing list. No one else has control over that but me. And that is a great way to make sure that when the Facebook group dies, 
you will be able every Monday to get news about who's going to be on the show. And it's also, you know, how I put out contest information and all that kind of thing. So uh, it's pretty cool to be on. There's never any spam. I never sell your email address to anyone because I don't know anyone to sell it to. But even if I did, I wouldn't sell it to them. So just go to thejazzsession.com, click on mailing list and join, and you'll be happy that you did. Or at least you'll be roughly as happy as you are right now because the exact same conditions will apply. Anything else? No, I think that's it. So uh, today's guest is Victor Prieto. I saw him perform not too long ago here in New York City and was really impressed with him and had a chance to get together with him and talk about the accordion and its history and his development of new techniques for it. And I think you're going to dig it. We're going to start out with an album he and uh, Chris Cheek released not all that long ago called Roller Coaster. And uh, here's a tune from it. My guest is accordionist Victor Prieto, and uh, man, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jason, for having me in this great show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So I'd like to start, I think uh, we were talking before we were recording just about the tradition of the accordion in Europe and how rich it is and how deep it is. And the place where you're from in Galicia, there's, it seems like a place where there are tons of cultures that all meet 
in that one area. Can you talk a little bit about it? Because I don't know very much about it at all. Well, no, in the, well, if we're talking about Spain, for example, each state is completely divided, you know, with a different languages. You know, in Galicia we speak uh, Spanish, of course, but we, we speak language, Galician language. Okay. Catalonia, you speak Catalan, Basque is like a really deep uh, culture. Sure. Uh, the, the accordion is, uh, is really deep in each state of Spain. Uh, overall, in the Northwest, Galicia, Basque Country, Asturias, uh, even Barcelona. Uh, in the state of Galicia, uh, you know, uh, we are really rich in uh, Irish music. Uh, we are Celtic people, so we uh, share a lot with the chieftains and all the bagpipes <laughs> and everything that you might know. You're Irish, right? I am of Irish descent. So, so many, <laughs> the, the, the chieftains. The chieftains in Galicia is like their second house. It's the second home. Now, why is that? Carlos Núñez, uh, Cristina Pato, right, right. you know, they're like a... Jose Manuel Budinho. I'm, I'm not too connected to these people, but I love Celtic music. And why is there so much Celtic culture in Galicia? Actually, you know, I don't know how to tell you, you know, how... You know, we have these fights about, you know, who came first, who went first. Right. I reason that they came there, we say, you know what, we went to, I to Ireland. So we don't know. <laughs> we are not blonde hair. Sure. We are not blue eyes. Uh, you know, we don't have such a characteristics of Irish. But in the end, we play the same, uh, the same stuff. You know, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. And and we have the rigs. We have the ma many styles of the muñeira, of the paso doble, of the pasacalle, of the Galician bagpipe. It comes from that, or comes, or you guys come from <laughs> us. So it's. And the accordion is, of course, number one, a company instrument of the bagpipe. Or is a solist instrument. Sure. The accordion is not only in Irish, but not, not only in folkloric Galician music, but in the Spanish folkloric music. Paso doble, etc., etc., etc. It's really deep uh, in the folkloric uh, uh, customs and music of, of Galicia. Sure. So, so anybody plays the accordion, of course. The bagpipe is the first instrument there, like the guitar, the, like the electric guitar here in the US, for putting an example, or, the right. or whatever. So there is the bagpipe is the number one, the second one is the accordion. So everybody plays the accordion, aficionado, old guy playing the folkloric songs of the accordion, it's really beautiful. So, so it's an instrument that has a lot of power, uh, just in the folkloric, part of the of the music which is the most important one right and here in the states you know the i mean the accordion has nothing like that tradition because it seemed like it was it was adopted as an instrument that you were almost like forced to play by your parents and the only thing anybody knows about the accordion except in some cultures inside the u.s is you know like umpa umpa kind of music umpa. it has none of that tradition and so i think people are surprised when they hear the things that people like you do on the accordion or when they're exposed to other well, cultures because it's so yeah, deep. Thank you. Uh, let me correct something. Even the umpa umpu, umpa, you know, it's really difficult to play. Like, I don't think, like, you know, I have a big respect uh, for polka music. Sure. You know, it's, uh, you know, some polkas, uh, you know, are not easy to play. Uh, uh, you know, I cannot play all the repertoire of polka because, you know, I have no idea, actually. Right. And many people, you know, who plays the umpa umpu, you know, I want to, you know, let's go deep. Even if we don't talk about jazz, you know, I don't care. If you play in German, if you are a German guy and you live in Germany, you play polka music. But, but the problem with the polka music is like those guys can play other stuff too. 
Right. You know, those guys, you know, is is the same than Galician music. You know, in Galician, many accordionists play Galician music because you have to play Galician music because it's your roots. But at the same time, that people make as uh, conservatory teachers, they are really prepared accordionists, man. So the polka, the polka player is the same. Like if we go to Germany, that people doesn't play only polka music, man. That people are accordion teachers at the conservatory. Some of them, they're accordion classical concertists, you know, that they play their culture, which is polka music or, sure. or whatever. But sometimes people here or in other countries, we are wrong thinking that I'm a polka music. No, man, you have to be able to play other things. Otherwise, you are not a polka player or you're a Brazilian accordionist. Okay, you're a Brazilian accordionist, but you know, can you play something else than a Brazilian accordionist? If the answer is no, it's, it's because you know, your background as an accordionist, your background as a learning the instrument uh, has been damaged. You, know, it's, you have not learned the instrument in the right way. Sure. Uh, it's, it's something really easy to explain. Now, I know you started when you were quite young, about nine years old, is that right? Or uh, uh, yeah, I started to play the accordion when I was eight or nine. Okay. You know, I started to, uh, to study accordion with folkloric music. Folkloric sure. music. Did people in your family play? Is that why you uh, started that young? Uh, no, I'm the only musician in my family. Okay. Uh, there are no musicians. You know, all my parents are different professions. Uh, my brother, like, no, nobody is related to music in my family. I started to study, uh, you know, the folkloric accordion because, you know, I used to live in Venezuela for 12 years. Okay. My parents immigrated to Venezuela. As many people immigrated here to U.S., so my parents sure. immigrated to Venezuela. So I was there for 12 years. And I studied the folkloric music of, of Venezuela, you know, the joropo and the, 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 and the tumbas and the, 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 you know, the, you know, I don't remember all, all the styles that sure. I have done. And then when I went back to Spain, you know, in 89, 87, uh, there were no, no according at the conservatory. A few years later, I started to study uh, cla- classical accordion, which is, uh, you know, which is the big base, to, you know, to play any instrument. Sure. You cannot play piano in a big level if you don't play classical music, at least, you know, a, a basic technique. And so, is there a big repertoire for classical accordion? I don't huge. Know. There is a huge repertoire. Uh, not as much as a piano, or violin, or other instruments that are much older. Sure. Uh, you have to see that accordion is an instrument that was invented on 19... Uh, I mean, was invented, I think, 1848 or something like that. Okay. Germany was developing Italy, uh, Castelfidardo, you know, all the factories of accordion. The biggest ones are in Castelfidardo. Italy, know, right, well, yeah. I was competing there. There, for, for, you know, there, there is a big competition um, of accordion. There is not the biggest, but there is a big competition called Fita de Castelfidardo. It's like a, it's not the Super Bowl of accordion. The Super Bowl of accordion <laughs> is the accordion championship, the world championship, where all the each champ, champion of each country goes to compete. You know, I know many people. You know, I know many people in Spain that have won that competition. I know a few people that have quit the accordion and they have won the, the competition. <laughs> so, so, Xavier Berra, you know, this guy in Basque Country, he quit accordion 10 years ago. He's working with, with his father in a Basque company, man. Can you believe it? So, so you know, don't tell me about accordion, man. Like, yes. uh, you know, like, you can get to that level. I mean, this guy was amazing. I mean, he has to quit it because he couldn't find a way to make money with it. Sure. 
uh, talk about how you uh, started to move into the world of jazz, how you were introduced to jazz? And... Uh, yeah, you know, was, uh, you know, I started to, to study, you know, classical accordion. Um, unfortunately, the teachers I had, they were not encouraging. Uh, you know, they were all, they were all like, if you study classical music, you have to become a classical concert player. I mean, it's really difficult to become because it's really, it's as many hours that you put in jazz, but, you know, it, it, you don't have the encouragement and, you know, of the teachers. So I got tired at that moment of classical music. Sure. I love blues at that time. I love uh, contemporary jazz music. I listened to Richard Galliano. I don't know if many people, you know, he's not really known here, but, you know, he, he's one of my favorites. Frank Morocco, which is from L.A., you know, he's one of my <laughs> favorites too. You know, he's like the Duke Ellington of jazz accordion. He's really great. And, and uh, so I listened to these guys. I said, you know what? I love this music. I was his team. I want to play. I want to play jazz. And it's amazing because Richie Galliano here is not considered jazz music. Now I understand why, but anyway, this guy is amazing. Yeah, doesn't no, matter I agree. what they consider or not. This guy plays jazz. I know the capabilities of this guy. This guy is a genius. So, so you know, it's, uh, you know, he's a good uh, person to have as a reference if you play the accordion. Sure. And so, so people you... would play the accordion much better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you decided that you were going to try your hand at jazz, what did you what did you do at that time? Uh, the first point, you know, when you want to study, you know, just, just accordion here and everywhere, you know, people, uh, people is not op- open-minded uh, towards the jazz accordion. You know, they think uh, that accordion is a folklore instrument. Of course, the accordion is a folklore instrument. And thanks God, the accordion is a folklore instrument. Depending which accordion, of course. Right. I mean, <laughs> the accordion itself is a folklore instrument. You know, it represents the beautifulness and the, and the magic of the folkloric Sure. Instrument. So even in Spain, when I study just according, you know, I start, I start uh, in a school called uh, Studio School of Music. You know, it's a studi- uh, Studio School School of Music. Sure. Which is a contemporary studies. Okay. Blues, rock, jazz, like a, like as many like a small Berkeley College of Music or Juilliard there in Galicia. Sure. Uh, the guy didn't want to take me. I said, man, you know, I don't know what to teach you. Uh, jazz and accordion. I said, you know what? You know, I don't need you to teach me how to play the accordion. I need you to teach me how to study improvisation and, uh, you know, and, and harmony and, you know, and jazz harmony. And so everything started from there. The years passed. I went to do an audition for the Berklee College Music World Scholarships, whatever. I went there. I won the scholarship. But and then they didn't want to allow me with accordion. <laughs> so no, no, this is amazing. So, so I got, in, I, no, this is really sad actually because you cannot be so close-minded. Sure. You know, I, you know, I don't, I don't say I'm the best. You know, I'm not the best or anything. But I play the accordion. I can play you the lines, the same lines that many people can. You know, I can play you really deeper stuff. So, so you don't need to be a genius to understand that, that you don't need to. You know, like when somebody has a, te- a technique that is not amazing, but is enough in order to approach other styles. So you have to see it and let that person so study. Sure. Because, you know, so, so whatever. So, so I started film scoring major, film, which I, you know, like I love film scoring, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not prepared for that. You know, my mind was to do performance. So two years passed. 
they wanted me to play the Hammond B3. I said, no, I don't want to play Hammond B3. I like it, but you know, I'm not a Hammond B3 player. I don't want. So after a few fights, I ended up studying with Joan Bracken for three mm. years. Okay. So, you know, Joan Bracken, she believed in me. And, you know, if any time you see her, you ask for me, and she will tell you. you know, <laughs> see too. So, so, and to study with uh, Joan Bracken, John Bracken is considered the queen of the piano. You know, she is amazing. She is really amazing. She's considered, I don't care if she's considered or not, she is an amazing pianist. And she is a really tough teacher. You don't do, she doesn't see that you want to do something, you are out of the class there. Doesn't matter if you pay tuition or you don't pay tuition. So it's amazing. I worked three years with her. And with her, I developed a few techniques. One of them is pour a crotch on both hands. You know, it's polycores that I move, you know, it's, it's really deep stuff. It's called court approach on both hands. You know, I will show you, you know, okay. this time. So I started to study that technique. You know, I developed everything, that thing, especially with the hair. You know, to listen to all the close position, open position, drop one, drop two, drop three, you know, how she open everything. <laughs> So when you, uh, at the time at Berkeley and you're developing this system for the two hands, uh, were you finding it difficult to get opportunities to play because people were close-minded about the accordion? Uh, well, actually, in, in Boston, you know, was the, you know, was a period where I played you know, four years, I think like 12 gigs. So, so I think I, I just answered you. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to play with this guy, like Lisbon Music. Uh, and that's it. So the 14 gigs, I think, was, I think, 11 gigs was with this guy. Uh, I, I think like, the instrument is really, is really misunderstood. But I'm not, you know, I don't care anymore about that. You know, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting to a level where I'm so happy, you know, of, of recognition, of sure. recognition, and the people I'm playing with and my tours and everything. You know, I want to work more and more and want to develop more, you know, my sound and play with more people. But, yeah, you know, the problem with accordion is, of course, it's going to be... Uh, but even in Spain and in Europe, there is that mentality about accordion from the jazz and other styles. Maybe in classical music, some people, you know, they say, you know, the classical music is not to be played in accordion. And, and you know, and I respect that idea. And then, but when you see somebody playing accordion in high level, you know, I said, you know what, I don't care, man. Right. <laughs> this guy is playing the, the, the man, go to YouTube, you know, I cannot tell you names because, you know, I know good with names. 
or come with me to Spain, you know. I saw, I showed you my friends how they play, you know. Man, it's, uh, and then we are talking about the concertist. Man, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then we are talking about 15 years old kids, like the same to see these guys playing the trumpet jazz, they play amazing song with according to the same thing. They play in 11, but you say, man, it's, uh, I'm so happy to play this instrument. I'm so happy to see, you know, the p- people is, uh, you know, like in such a high level with the instrument. Yeah. So um, when you came to New York and it was time to kind of build your own career, can you talk about what that was like? Yeah. Uh, m- the only reason I came to New York was to keep learning, uh, to be here a couple of years, to be here three years, and to develop my career here. Uh, when I came to New York, man, I, uh, so I saw like a not many, uh, like a, there were not many accordion players. Sure. Uh, you know, I saw my level as accordionist. I said, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm good, you know, here. And I saw my level as a musicianship, you know, the level I had as a musician to be in New York. I said, you know what? You know, I think I'm ready to be here. Yeah. The problems, like there is no accordion scene. So that is a big problem. Because even if you are the best, there is no accordion scene. <laughs> and what happens when you go to a jam session and you take out uh, your accordion? No, man, people was really, you know, you can find that people everywhere. In Spain, and, you know, in Galicia, people, you know, like uh, in Galicia, if they, don't, if they didn't know me or in Spain, if they don't know my name, they would be the same. Sure. The only reason, like, now knows me and everybody shut the hell up, you know. Right. Nobody want to look at me. You know, like, you know, he can want to play or he's not want to play. You know, I don't have to show anything to nobody, you know, at this time. Right. But it's the same. Some people, they say, you know what, give me your car. Some people are like, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man, you know, they, they, let, let the others play. But usually the people who said let the other play, they are the worst, uh, you know, they are the worst players, which is really amazing, man. It's, uh, it's something that I actually saw here, too. People that see other musicians playing, you catch right, right away when somebody is good. doesn't matter what instrument play. But sometimes, man, good musicians, they don't, they have their own ideas already, and, and they, you know, they don't. You, know, you can they, take it if you need to. No, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, you know, some musicians, they have their own ideas about the instrument, and it doesn't matter if you explain to them, they don't want to hear it. You right. know, they, they think they already know everything, and they don't know anything. You know, they know about piano, about their own instrument, and sometimes they don't have a good ear. Because if I listen to somebody playing in a pen flute, like amazing things, man, I want to stop and listen to the guy. You know, like there is music is music. It doesn't matter what instrument right. you are using. But it's not my fault if their grandfather played the instrument wrong. Nothing you can do about that. Is there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Your trio music, um, which I've I've heard both, uh, you know, in recordings and also saw live. The two things I liked about it were, uh, or two of the things I liked about it were, one that it drew on lots of different musical sources. It wasn't confined to any one stylistic area, um, and the other was that it was a lot of it was really intricate, really kind of complex. A lot of things kind of weaving in and out of one another, which is really beautiful, but also is not the kind of thing anybody could just come sit in and do. It seems like having a working trio is important for that music. The, uh, well, actually, you know, I never brag about it. You know, I, you know I'm not a person who, who brags. You know, I'm a person who likes to defend, you know, of course, my instrument and what I do, and uh, not everybody can do what I do. Sure. You know, that is for sure. But now that you bring the trio, man, like the trio, like this trio is really complex. It's really beautiful. And you know, it has so so many ups and downs adjectives that, that you can give. You don't expect when you come to the concert and you never heard me, you don't expect to listen that kind of concert or that kind of music coming from a trio where the accordion is the leader. Right. It's really complex. The harmonies uh, that we use actually are not so complex, but how we how we mix everything is really complex. And to become with that sound so full and aesthetic uh, style, you know, the bass, the, the bass has the melody, you know, it's really, it's really a range. Yeah. Polychords, you know, there are many, you know, there are polychords, like, there are like many complex harmonies that I'm using to create all that aesthetics. And then, and then the intersection, interact, interactation, interact. The inter- interaction? The interaction between three of us. Is the sound of Victor Pedro Trio? You know, yeah, that, that, that's it. That 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 is my sound. That is our sound. You know, uh, uh, Jorge Roder and Eric Dup. But if I play with Carlos, it's gonna sound the same because it's the sound that I want. Your conception of and the music the trio. brings that. You know, just the music brings that. Right. I I should, you know I can call them like you know other bassists or other you know which I like of course. And they're going to bring that concept, put in their own concept and their own style, but the music is going to sound the same. Because it's what the music asks for. Right. Is it challenging to play with a bassist, given everything that you're playing just on the accordion? Is it hard to, f- to fit a bass in there? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to do it, because you really have to make everything work. And, and the harmony part is yours. Right. All the chords, all everything... And if you don't, and, and can become really boring the concert. I can assure you that if you don't know what to do, that can become really boring. I'm going to talk about trio. Imagine we're talking about duo. Right. Can become really boring <laughs> right away because the accordion is not a piano. Yeah. You mean in terms of its dynamic it's not, range it's and not all a that? Piano. Right. It's not a piano, and the accordion, in order to develop what you have heard in the concert, that is years. And maybe you don't, and maybe you will not develop that. Never. That is years of work on uh, details, course, fingering. You know, it's techniques. It's played according in a completely different way that you know, like nobody plays like that. Yeah. Even Galliano, which I respect, you know, is one of my favorite. Uh, you know, three, three years of career. You know, more than forty recordings. You know, he's a master. 
you know, he doesn't, he cannot play that, that concert that I have. He can play other many concerts, <laughs> but not that concert. Sure. And the trio formation is one of my favorites. You know, trio and duo is one of my favorites. When you play in a longer ensemble, in a larger ensemble, for example, big band, then it's much easier to play. Right. I noticed uh, at the gig when I saw you, uh, there were there were definitely people you know like me who were there specifically to see you, and then there were people who were just there. But uh, one thing I noticed about the people who were just there is very quickly they were really drawn yes. right into the music. I mean, it's I think partly because the music's so beautiful and melodic, and people can really relate to it. It's unbelievable what you are saying because nobody believed it. You know, you know, I've been saying this not only here in Spain and everywhere, like people, normal people, even musicians, they are drawn to the good music, period. doesn't matter what instrument you use. And when you play, uh, when you mix, uh, in this case, in my music, we are talking about tango influences, sure, Celtic influences, of course, jazz, contemporary, open lines, whatever, crazy thing, influences, Brazilian influences. Classical music influences. We make a few. You know, one of my songs with Jorge, we start to improvise in three different voices. We are improvising. It's not written. So, so there are so many things that I offer you as a musician to the audience. So if you don't like one, you want to like the other one. Right. But everything makes make sense. Everything is really clear. It's Victor Prieto sound. You know, it's really clear. Everything makes, you know, it's not like I'm playing a chorinho and then I play a, a zumba and then I play a zamba and then I play samba and then I play a tango. No, 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 no. Right. This, this is, we're talking about influences to the style that I play. Sure. You know, I, I, I try to play Victor Preto style and the influences are tango. You know, I don't want to play a traditional tango there, which would be really nice because tango may be really beautiful. But it's not what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to use, in this case, for example, uh, 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 Michelangelo, one song of Astro Piazzolla, but the arrange is for the trio. But right. actually, that arrange is made by uh, Emilio Soya. The other arrange you know, are mine. You know, I'm using... Uh, uh, he played some Gismonti, right? Uh, Libertango right. with a trio song. Right. You know what I mean? Like with... Uh, Open, you know, like a, the drummer is not playing tango, you know. It's, so if it's really easy to explain if you don't listen to it. Like you have to go to one, to one of the conferences and listen. It's really powerful music, man. It's really, like the trio is, is really powerful. And when we get the climax, and oh man, you know, I feel in, I feel in heaven, man. Yeah. Be- because it becomes really powerful, man. It becomes really powerful. Even for me, uh, you know, even it is my trio, man, I'm in the middle of Jorge and Eric, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> man, you know, I feel like God, man, there. You know, when we, and we play, and when we are playing, like, a so subtle and so, man, I feel, man, we start to improvise in three voices, and, you know, I start with contrapoints. Man, it's beautiful, man. It's like a, imitating a pipe organ, you know, oh, man, it's... It's That's so how it should feel, right? That's it's how so it's supposed to feel. So, yeah. so I have been saying this to promoters, to, to, to managers, but, but man, like they don't want to bet. Uh, man, but I tell you, you know, for me, it's completely sure. And for you to be here in my house, you know, it's obvious that, that, you know, that people like my music, no? Sure. 
When you say you're, uh, you and Jorge are improvising in three voices, does that mean you're improvising in both your right and left hand at yeah, the same yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a counterpoint. You know, I can show you. Okay. I'm doing counterpoint. I'm doing what I used to do in the conservatory, but I'm doing improvisation. Sure. And, of course, not as fast as I do. <laughs> and right now, I'm in the time, you know, I'm a classical music lover, but, you know, I'm crazy about classical music. I'm not like a named person that I get to know Scriabin, Beethoven, or whatever. Right. You know, I love classical. Vivaldi, Scriabin, Bach, and crazy. Mozart, you know, like I'm crazy. Uh, I, I used to play, you know, of course, uh, Bach. But according you know, I, you know, I can play you something. Um, uh, Scarlatti, there, there is a big repertoire for, for accordion. Okay. Uh, for, for Scarlatti, for the free bass. Uh, there are many transcriptions. You know, there are many transcriptions. Many of them, they are not transcriptions. They are uh, uh, parts for organ, okay. uh, for back, three voices, sure. no transcriptions. The only problem, like you cannot play many of them in the piano accordion. You have to use bottom accordion. Okay. That I should let you know. Galliano plays bottom accordion. Okay. Mm -hmm. Has other advantages, which you know, which everything is closer. When you open your, your hand like this and playing one octave like one something, in button calling you are playing three octaves and a half. <laughs> so the things that you can do, it's obvious that you cannot do it here. Right. But whatever, you can do those here. You can do many things here that you cannot do in the bottom accordion. The bottom accordion is an instrument fast, you know, fast. Right. Bayan, you know, uh, Russian folkloric music. Is, you know, I would like to have a program is any time you want to do a program only about accordion. Man, I be my guest, we do it, and uh, we play some recordings. Because man, like, people is going to love to know more about accordion. Sure, yeah. In all the possibilities, but what is being done on the accordion right now, and a few years ago. Yeah. So, so what was the question? You know, you know I, I got lost. No, uh, that's okay. I was asking you about improvising. Uh, in both hands when you're playing the three part. Right. You want me to play something? Yeah, sure. Thank you. 
Can you uh, play me one of your pieces? Yeah, sure. I'm going to play uh, that. If we were talking about uh, like a Brazilian, uh, no, let's not play uh, Brazilian. I'm going to play you mo- motifs. Okay. There's a piece of your uh, of yours. I'm pretty sure it's of yours, called something like, and you have to forgive me for the name. Something like maybe Munda Galeta or Mundo Celtas. Yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah. If can you play a little bit of it, and I'll see if that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
man thanks very much thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> i really love that tune uh you love it because you're irish man so, so. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's my people um so yeah this is my brother from another mother here uh, victor prieto and uh man it's been such a pleasure to, to talk to you and to hear your music and i'll definitely take you up on that someday we'll have you come back on and uh, we'll uh, do a, a world and tour of the accordion man and man it would be great uh, you know could be so nice uh, not to lecture anybody, but you know, to show you know what the people that play accordion is doing yeah. out there, which is really amazing. Yeah, I'd like to know. As a, a, <laughs> and sometimes, like the, the accordion guys, like they don't even know how to show that. So, so you know, it's yeah. uh, it's another world. I'm sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, man. It's great to talk to you, and, uh, and great to meet you. Thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That's music from Victor Prieto and Chris Cheek. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session, presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of this show is available for free at thejazzsession.com, but that will only continue to be true if 100 people become members by the 300th show. So please visit thejazzsession.com today and join. Thank you so much. And now, if you would, please disconnect yourself from all things electronic and get out there and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can. And then come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Thank you for listening. Bye.